0: Has the State Street area of Bristol, Virginia and Bristol, Tennessee become a desirable destination point for tourists? Two individuals have explored this question while spending three days and two nights in downtown Bristol. They toured on and around the famous Main Street known as State Street, where Virginia meets Tennessee and where commercial life has grown significantly for the two border cities known collectively as Bristol. Bethany Worley is the director of the Blue Ridge Institute and Museum at Ferrum College, and Greg McMillan is the vice president for advancement at Amory Henry College. The two are longtime friends who spent much of their leisure time as college students in Bristol some 30 years ago. They are joining me in the studio today to discuss how the city has changed over those years and their perceptions of Bristol now as a possible tourist destination. Welcome to the show, Bethany and Greg.
1: We're so glad to be here. Thanks for having us.
0: Thanks, Dirk. Let's start by talking about the fact that you two have been friends for a good long time. You're both Emory & Henry graduates, so that means you've known each other for at least a a couple of decades. You went to college together in the late 1980s, is that right?
1: That's correct. Mm -hmm.
0: And you're both graduates of what class?
1: 1989.
0: And I'm 1990. And so how did you all first meet?
2: Greg, how did we first meet? I'm sure it was in some class where we were studying hard <laughs> and we proved ourselves to be excellent students and that's how we met.
1: That's, that's what my recollection is as well.
0: We'll just go with that. Mm. Given that, then what common interests might you have in travel that you've explored and discovered over the years?
1: Um, I think it's that we love music. Um, we are both kind of laid back in our traveling. We like all kinds of stuff, kind of wacky stuff.
2: We kind of like to go to offbeat places. Uh, Last summer, we visited Tulsa, Oklahoma, and this summer we're planning to go to Reno. So it's uh, usually not places that are top of anyone's list, but we find very interesting things to do in these different locations.
0: Well, I want to talk about that travel experience, that mutual travel experience, but first I want to know what brought you to Bristol this past week.
2: Because Bristol
1: is a happening place, Dirk. Um, it is so unlike what I experienced back in my days at Emory & Henry. Completely different.
0: Well, Well, I understand you had an official capacity for being there, something that involved your relationship with the Blue Ridge Institute.
1: Yes. I was on um, a radio show there, and so I um, talked about the Blue Ridge Institute and Museum and what we do there, and... um, since we were there, we decided just to make a nice long weekend of it and explore.
0: Bethany, perhaps you could share a little bit of the information about the Blue Ridge Institute that you shared in your previous interview this weekend.
1: Um, everything that we do with the Blue Ridge Institute and Museum. And that is? All the programming. Well, people really know us for the Blue Ridge Folklife Festival, which is the fourth Saturday um, in, in October every year. But we've branched out and we do a lot of other things like... The Moonshine Heritage Bash and Car Show, um, a hammer-in event. Um, We do a lot of homeschooling events. We have 40 school tours approximately at our 1800s farm. Um, Just so much stuff going on there. So I was there to talk about what we do there and kind of how that, um, you know, what we do with the music, you know, our archives. So it it was a great experience.
0: And Greg, you are the Vice President for Advancement at Emory & Henry College. Talk about how long you've been at the college and tell people who may not know what advancement is, what that is.
2: I started in 1990 uh, right after I graduated, and except for about a three-year stint at another job, I've been here uh, ever since in different capacities. I started out in fundraising, also known as advancement, uh, in 90, and then I was uh, Executive Assistant to the President for almost 10 years, and then went back into fundraising and now serving the uh, Vice President for Advancement Capacity.
0: So let's talk then about the itinerary you all had while you were in Bristol these last two days. What did you put on your agenda for Thursday? You were there Thursday and Friday. So what did you do on Thursday?
1: Okay, so we arrived Thursday and I had my interview at the birthplace of country music and that was great. Just wonderful people there. And uh, we checked in to the Hotel Bristol, and that is a great place. I love it.
2: We were lucky uh, in that the folks at the Birthplace of Country Music arranged for us to have a really, really nice room. Very nice. Uh, The hotel itself is seven floors, and so we were on the top floor on a corner so we could see um, pretty much the entire panorama of Bristol Mm -hmm. They also have a rooftop bar and restaurant that takes in the entire city. Uh, You can see the mountains in the distance. And uh, it's just a vantage point of Bristol that I don't believe either of us have ever seen.
0: And so was it just the birthplace of country music and the hotel that you were able to be a part of on that day? Or did you go out to eat at any special places?
2: Yes, we went out. Where did we go, Greg? That evening, we went to Eats on Moore Street. Oh, my gosh.
1: That's soul food. Delicious! I had collard greens. Delicious. The cornbread, you Mac macaroni
2: go- and cheese. Oh yes, it was. It was. It was amazing. Uh, the folks, the local folks, know about eats, and uh, we we talked with the owner. Uh, he's a Bristol native, and uh, he shared with us that uh, in April they're moving their location onto State Street into a much larger uh, venue uh, near the Paramount. So they're going to have um, a lot more visibility. Uh, they're on a side street right now, but but very well known by the locals and uh, mm-hmm. v- well worth the trip.
0: So that was day one. Anything else a part of that day that you want to share?
2: So part of our agenda was to um, to not get in the car once we parked. That's right. So we parked on Thursday and did not get back in the car until uh, Saturday morning when we, we left. So uh, everything we did was in, within the walking uh, area of, of Bristol State Street and the um, the side streets. So that evening uh, we went to what we found out to be a, a local favorite called The Corner, and um, some of the local folks here might remember that was a coffee shop uh, that's there in The Corner, and it's now uh, turned into a, uh, it looks like a local favorite sort of grill and bar, and while we were there we saw people that appeared to be There pretty frequently, Mm -hmm. and some live music uh, was there at the same time, but a very relaxed, um, fun atmosphere at the corner.
0: Well, then let's talk about your Friday itinerary. What did you do the second day of your visit?
1: So the second day, we started out um, by going to Blackbird Bakery, which I'm overwhelmed by the selection there. It was delicious. The biggest and best cinnamon bun I've ever had in my life, (laughs) and I've had a lot of buns.
0: Had you been to this place?
1: But I'd heard about it. Because I'd heard, like, that's the place to stop in Bristol, to get something, whether you can stay there or get something to go. And it did not disappoint.
2: And again, that's all within this uh, very short walking distance. Um, the hotel, the birthplace of country music, and the Blackbird Bakery are just right near each other. Mm-hmm. And um, the coffee was wonderful. And I think Bethany remarked, you know, she lives in the Roanoke area, and that there's nothing even comparable to that in Roanoke. There's not.
0: Very impressive. So that was one eating experience, and the other mm-hmm. eating experience on Friday. Yeah,
2: we, we sort of ate
0: our way through <laughs> Bristol. Uh,
2: we we the one. I should back up and say one of the things that we received upon checking in at the hotel was a dining guide, and it lists uh, twenty uh, restaurants that are within the walking area. And of the twenty, there are two that are that are chains that we we did not go to because we wanted to experience That's right. the local. Uh, the local uh, source and local folks, and so for lunch we went to the Angry Italian, uh, which is on State Street in the former McAdoo's, uh building, and uh, learned about that restaurant as well. the The gentleman who has run that for a number of years is a native of Chicago, and they specialize in Chicago deep di- dish pizza, and it's very much that that flair there. Mm-hmm. So uh, again, trying to trying to take in as many different types of dining venues as possible on this trip.
1: Yes, and they were very polite there. Great service.
0: Well, I meant to ask you Thursday, of course, is a weeknight. How bustling was the downtown on a Thursday night?
1: I have to say it was not bustling. It was um, it was pretty quiet.
2: We um, which we t- and uh, one of the days I've forgotten what day it was. Um, we were we walked down State Street and we found um, a really nice sort of bodega convenience store on State oh, Street, yes. and we went in and talked to the woman and. Um, you know, she's been there for a few years and we asked about, you know, what's your traffic pattern? And and she said, you know, this is a very slow time Mm -hmm. of year uh, because of the weather and clearly it picks up as the weather improves. And then uh, around the race time and obviously rhythm and routes, they're, they're extremely busy during that time. So, um, you know, she was, she said they're doing obviously much better than they were this time last year, Yes, Uh, but uh, she's, she's in it for the long haul. And she had a great selection of stuff there. Mm -hmm. It's nice that she's there. And we also, uh, we took, you know, a walk up and down both sides of State Street to uh, to see what retail was there. Um, we saw some antique stores, mm-hmm. some some clothing stores. Of course, there are two anchor men's stores that have been there for years, uh, one on the Virginia side, one on the Tennessee side, um, and a few other things. But um, I think we both agreed that um, the food scene is, is pretty amazing. It. it- it's unbelievable. It really and, is. And the music scene, and we'll talk a little bit about mm-hmm. that in a second, where I think Bristol has an opportunity for growth is in the retail scene in the downtown area. Yes, yeah,
0: something is
1: lacking there.
0: Well, I want to get into that in the second part of the show, mm-hmm. but tell me a little bit then about the entertainment that you experienced. You went to the cameo. What did you see there?
1: Oh, we went there, and we had a blast. We just decided we're going to see some live live shows, and uh, we were not disappointed.
2: We uh, So we started the Friday evening, we went to the Burger Bar, which is just around the corner. That's the iconic um, Mm -hmm. place where uh, it's alleged, uh, believed that uh, Hank Williams was last seen uh, before his demise, and so they they capitalize on that. And so we had a a nice time at the Burger Bar, went right around the corner to the Cameo. We had not bought tickets in advance, and they could not have been nicer. We went uh, directly to a ticketing office, and the woman said, I'm going to give you the best seats in the house, and she didn't disappoint. I know. We were she in the, did us we right. We were in the balcony uh, in perfect beautiful line of sight. And so three vans that night and for a whopping $17 yes. per ticket.
1: Wow. <laughs> and I love that venue because um, it's so narrow. It just kind of makes it more intimate.
0: Well, it's just recently been renovated, so I think this would be of interest to a lot of people who haven't been oh,
2: there. Oh, I highly recommend it. It They're, was great. Their marquee, and go to their website, their marquee listed – I mean, there's there's something going on nearly every yes. weekend, and they're they're bringing in uh, not only local talent. We saw three uh, up and coming um, country bands last night. Uh, the group, the Gin Blossoms, they're going to be performing mm-hmm. there in April. Uh, it's just, I mean, they're really pulling three dog night, three dog night. Yeah, they're pulling in a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. There. Well,
0: I have to ask, what qualified you for that VIP treatment and special seats?
1: <laughs> we don't know, Dirk. <laughs> I guess <laughs> I guess we just look like we were just there to have a good
2: time and. I don't know. We, just, we started talking to the woman, and she asked where we were from. And it turns out the, the young man who was helping her is from Gladespring. And, uh, you know, they were, they, were, they were thrilled that somebody close in the area and also somebody from outside the area mm-hmm. was, was coming. And she said, "Oh, we'll set you up with the best seats in the house. So.
0: Well, that leads me to my next question. Greg, you're f- from Spring, so you're fairly close to Bristol and have a lot of opportunity to see it. Uh, Bethany, you live in Fairham and probably haven't seen it a lot for a while. No. Let's compare the city between what it was when you were college students and what it is now. Tell me about how it looked when you were at Emory & Henry College as students. When we were students at Emory & Henry,
1: the downtown Bristol where we were, it was like a ghost town. I mean, I cannot believe the change that has been made, and I'm delighted to see that. It's great to see how they have emerged and have just the selection of restaurants there. I mean, it's just, it's so enviable for many, I think, cities, even Roanoke.
2: I think that uh, Beth and I and in, in our in our group of friends at, in college, we always liked the the grittier side mm-hmm. and, you know, seeing um, odd things. Like they had a wig shop in downtown Bristol for absolutely no reason, a pawn shop. Um, at that time, the, uh, the train station had not been renovated, and it was... Um, Just a junk shop. I mean, you just walk through and find all kinds of really interesting things. There was a restaurant in the bottom of the train station called the Third Rail that we would go and eat at. But downtown Bristol really, as Beth said, there wasn't really anything going on. Cameo wasn't open. Paramount Mm -hmm. wasn't open at that time. So
0: So it's a much different experience now. And now the big question that I want to ask is is this in your minds a travel destination but before you answer we're going to go to a break and when we come back our listeners will enjoy i'm sure and appreciate the answers and advice you have to give i am talking today to greg mcmillan he is the vice president for advancement at Emory and henry and his friend bethany worley the director of the blue ridge institute and museum at farham college and they spent two days visiting and touring the the city of Bristol, and they're here to provide us with information and recommendations based on their experience. You are listening to WHC 90.7, The Voice of Southwest Virginia. WEHC is proud to celebrate Black History Month with facts about notable African-Americans of Southwest Virginia. A Withville, Virginia author who researched the last documented lynching in Virginia was named the Outstanding Citizen of the Year in With County in 2019. Do you know who that is? The answer coming up after this message. This is Ed Hibberts. Join me on Thursday night from seven to nine for oldies but goodies time and we'll be playing hits from the fifties through the eighties, the golden years of rock and roll. Hopefully you'll hear one of your favorites. Maybe you'll hear something you haven't heard in a long time, but we'll have a good time. Join us on Thursday night, seven to nine. John Johnson is the author of the book, A Death Mob Gathered, which focuses on the lynching of a black man, Raymond Byrd. It is the last documented lynching in Virginia. Johnson was honored in 2019 by Wythe County for his contributions to the community through service and research, naming him Outstanding Citizen of the Year. Join us in celebrating Black History Month at WEHC. And Welcome back to Together to Get There. I am your host, Dirk Moore. This is the show dedicated to economic and community development in Southwest Virginia. And today I am talking to Bethany Worley, the director of the Blue Ridge Institute and Museum at Farron College, and Greg McMillan, the vice president for advancement at Emory and Henry College. And they are talking about the recent experience they had in Bristol. Uh, and are providing some analysis on the community's ability to attract tourists and to be a tourist destination. And so, Greg and Bethany, that's where I want to begin. But first, I guess I want to ask a little bit more about your common travel experiences. You, mm-hmm. This past summer, you went to Tulsa, and you're planning to go to Reno. Correct. Is that what I understand? Mm-hmm. Those wouldn't necessarily be considered tourist destinations. So um, you may be looking at Bristol from maybe a different perspective, but maybe it's a good perspective. So I want to know, based on your interests, how you would evaluate Bristol as a tourist destination. I'll start with you, Bethany.
1: It's right up there. I was impressed with it, and I would go just for the food, to be honest. We ate, I mean, it's just a great selection of restaurants that we ate Mm -hmm. at, and everybody, I mean, I, customer service to me is a big thing. And I was really impressed with customer service everywhere that we went. Um, and I love that we could literally, like Greg said, park the car and just walk. And we didn't have to walk far. Um, just the right amount, I think, to be able to go to all these places to eat and just look around and do a little shopping. It was, it's just really just perfect.
0: Well, Greg, you've talked about some <laughs> restaurants that you found appealing. Are there others that you would want to mention?
2: Oh, sure. Uh, We had lunch today uh, at Bloom, uh, Mm -hmm. which is on the Tennessee side of State Street, and I'm embarrassed. I'm a local. I'd never even heard of Bloom until recently, and it was because there was an article in the Bristol Herald that they're moving across the street to an old bank building because they need additional space, and from the experience we had, they definitely need more space. They were very busy for brunch, and uh, a lot of young people. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was really impressive. I mean, I think we were probably some of the oldest uh, people in the in the place, and that was that was delicious. But we had um, we had breakfast this morning at the the bagel the Bristol Bagel Company, and that was that was really nice too. Oh, uh, I love those bagels. They have a selection great. of t- more than twenty five types of bagels. They're on cream cheese. Yeah, you can purchase bagels there, and so that Yeah, it's was, just,
1: I'm not expecting this in Bristol. I'm just not. You know, for what I was acc- accustomed to when we were in college, and to go to all these different restaurants, and, you know, okay, you know, they have bagels. Oh, my gosh, so many bagels. A pepperoni bagel. What? You know, a, a strawberry swirl bagel.
2: I mean, it was great. So we ended up buying bagels, and then uh, going back to Blackbird and buying more baked goods to of bring course. home— so, you know, you get to take a little taste of Bristol uh, back with you. But I, I would agree, I would say that um, it's a great two- to three-day getaway, mm-hmm. even if you're local. And we heard one woman in a store say that there's a couple she knows, that's that local couple, that they spend their anniversary in Bristol every year and do exactly the same kind of thing we did, park, stay in a hotel there, walk around, mm-hmm. enjoy the food, enjoy the music. So it's it's great for that. And it, I th- I'd say for all ages and for uh, families and um on
0: everyone you may have hinted at some things that bristol might do better maybe to even make it a more attractive destination what are those things bethany what could you see as an opportunity that they could seize
1: well for me i would say and greg and i were talking about it you know There needs to be something there, and I'm not sure if it's a bookstore or what, because, you know, a nice bookstore, you you go there and you can just casually hang out, you know, and they would, of course, have gifts. But I also think of like a home goods store of some type, you know, because people love to go and look at different things to their house, you know, and I don't want to say Pottery Barn because we don't want a chain down there, but, you know, something like that where people, families can go in and browse and get stuff for their house or whatever, you know, that I think would do really well.
2: They, they were, we saw a lot of marketing uh, materials for uh, capturing the uh, natural resources we have around and the hiking and biking and I know that there are some uh, outdoor stores in the environs of Bristol, but something right downtown mm-hmm. would be great you know to to um, to draw in folks uh, to purchase your gear, uh, you know specialty shops like that. I think that would be another yes
0: added
1: that would be a really good
0: fit. Yeah. How well do you think this city? takes advantage of the birthplace designation, the birthplace of country music, and does it need to to be successful as a destination?
1: I think it does. I really do. I mean, why not capitalize on that? I mean, every, so many things are centered around that, and it's something so positive, and, um, you know, people love that nostalgia and that, you know, like we saw three country bands. So to me, I just think that's a, that's a great reason to go there.
0: Is there enough of it, though? I mean, if you're planning a trip to Bristol, can you depend on getting that experience, do you think? I think so.
2: And, uh, again, we've both been there before uh, but went on the tour again. And, of course, they have uh, rotating exhibits there as well. Mm -hmm. So if you've seen the permanent exhibit, there's always something new in the rotating exhibits. Which is a great idea. Yeah, Yeah, something different. And it really does serve as an anchor. I mean, Mm -hmm. I I honestly don't think that uh, the hotel would be there. Uh, Some other things would necessarily find – reason to be no. there if it were not for that uh, museum there
0: well talk about your lodging was it priced right uh, for somebody who wants to be downtown and maybe is not of the wealthier population
2: I would say it's on the higher end of, of uh, costs um, but definitely worth it and, and it's it's a uh, for at least my price point it's a treat it's not mm-hmm. it would not be an every day or uh, you know not some place I would go often. Um, but definitely as a treat, as a, as a getaway once a year, uh, it's definitely the look, you can't beat the location. No.
1: To me, I think it's worth, you know, I'm not trying to be frugal, but I think it's worth the money because you can park your car and you can stay at this wonderful hotel and walk everywhere. And I mean, it's, it is fabulous inside. And I love that they have the coffee bar in the morning for everybody. I mean, that was a nice treat. And the rooms are beautiful, and oh, the bathroom is fantastic—towels everywhere,
0: fantastic view. Did you make it to the rooftop bar? Oh, we did. yes,
2: yeah, absolutely. And that's that was a lot of fun. Unfortunately, the weather wasn't cooperative; we couldn't really stay outside. But the way it's set up is they have a glassed-in area that, in good weather, they can open up. And uh, one of the employees told us that they have had as many as two hundred and fifty yes. people. Uh, in good weather up there, and I can see why. Oh,
0: I mean, the view is spectacular. Well, then let's talk about how you would describe the typical tourist, what maybe the city would want to target in trying to bring in more tourists. Are they people of a certain age group, a certain background? Have you given some thought to what the demographics of the tourist crowd would be for Bristol?
2: Well, I, be, I guess based on what we saw, uh, it was it was fairly diverse, um, maybe trending toward you know older professionals, but we did see a number of families. And uh, the day that uh, you had the interview at the birthplace of country music, uh, there were a couple of tour groups there, and one was a tour group from Kingsport, and um, and then we saw some some children as well. So I think it kind of spans the whole area, but. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, talking about the restaurants and the, and the hotel and the brewery and those sorts of things, obviously that's going to trend more toward the adult uh, right. population. But then we saw uh, what I would call on Friday uh, groups of young professionals uh, at the Lumark, the rooftop bar, uh, who were there after work. And so that's that's drawing that crowd as well. W- one thing we really didn't touch on uh, were the breweries. And I think at one time there were three very active breweries in Bristol, Two of them, one is permanently closed, one was not open while we were there, but uh, the Michael Waltrip uh, Brewery, which is walking distance mm-hmm. of um, the hotel, you know, they've gotten some press recently because they're sourcing their hops through Appalachian Grains, and that's uh, with uh, Invest Southwest Virginia. So they're making a commitment to the local economy, and I think that's, that's something that should be noted
0: indeed, and I wish we could talk more, but we're out of time other than to ask, are you all planning to make this trek back to Bristol together at any time soon?
2: I would say so. Why not? Absolutely, and and I look forward to seeing what else they develop, uh, and and so we can go back and see new things.
1: And I think it's important to point out that I felt very safe there. I mean, I think for families walking around at night, I mean, I think it's, it's a great place to bring a family.
0: I've been talking today with Bethany Worley, the director of the Blue Ridge Institute Museum at Ferrum College, and with Greg McMillan, who is the Vice President for Advancement at Emory & Henry College. I'm talking to them today about their recent two-day visit to Bristol, Virginia, slash Tennessee, and their experiences there. Thank you both for sharing your information.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Dirk. Thanks,
0: Dirk. You have been listening to Gather to Get There, the show dedicated to economic and community development in Southwest Virginia. And I am your host, Dirk Moore, and you are listening to WEHC 90.7, the voice of Southwest Virginia. Thank you for listening.